The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I'm sure some uh, more people will be joining as I begin, but uh, I just wanted to say that you know, this is the third time I've taught Happy Hour this week, and it's uh, it's uh, it's getting to feel really familiar. <laughs> I like coming here at this time of day uh, and uh, spending this time with you. And uh, if you're new to Happy Hour, you know, welcome to a very friendly community of people who are. Um, who've been practicing together, you know, there's a kind of a core community of people who've been practicing together um, at this time, every weekday, for several several years, the past uh, over three years now, I think it's been that, that we've been on online. And if you're one of those long-term participants, um, you know, welcome to you as well. And I hope that tonight's uh, or today's, I'll say, just keep it more general. Today's practice serves everybody really well. These beautiful uh, heart qualities that we practice uh, in happy hour, during happy hour, they have the power to transform our lives and uh, to do that in really profound ways, opening our hearts in ways that lead to care and concern, not just for ourselves, but for uh, eventually for everyone, for all beings, you know, every being that we encounter or that we can imagine existing. And of course it takes time and persistence, dedication for our metta to become boundless in, in that way, the way the Buddha described it, abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Um, that was how he, he instructed his uh, as monks to to practice metta, radiating it in that way. But long before we reach the abundant, exalted, immeasurable stage, um, as we do this practice, we naturally, organically develop the intention to be a support to others. And when we practice um, cultivating these heart qualities, we're, we're cultivating wise intention. You know, one of the one of the uh, factors of the Eightfold Path, the second factor of the Eightfold Path. And eventually that intention, that wise intention, becomes, I believe, our basic orientation to life. It's a wise intention for those who aren't familiar with it. It it consists of non-harming, which sometimes we speak of as as metta, non-cruelty, which sometimes we speak of as compassion, and renunciation or simplicity. And with those, you know, those three parts of a a beautiful, wise intention guiding us, we can't help but be a support to to others. Tonight, I'd like us to practice with the support of a a section of a sutta. It's called the Sada Sutta. Sada means faith, and it's a it's a sutta on faith or conviction that's in the numerical uh, discourses of the Buddha, the Anguttara Nikaya. And the section that I want us to focus on is um, is written as a poem. A tree, a large tree with a mighty trunk, branches, leaves, and fruit, firm roots, and bearing fruit, 
is a support for many birds. Having flown across the sky, the birds resort to this delightful base. Those in need of shade partake of its shade. Those needing fruit enjoy its fruit. Just so, when a person is virtuous, endowed with faith, of humble manner, compliant, gentle, welcoming, soft, those in the world who are fields of merit, devoid of lust and hatred, devoid of delusion, taintless, resort to such a person. Resort to such a person. So when we, when we develop these beautiful qualities, those who are taintless, that is, um, arhats, you know, fully enlightened uh, ones, will resort to us, which is pretty sweet, I think, you know. Um, it's lovely for them that they get to derive shade uh, and fruit from, from us. I like thinking that our wholesome behavior and uh, heart qualities attract such beings. And the sutta says that they'll be uh, happy to teach us and to receive gifts from us. But also, you know, a tree like that, it doesn't differentiate between fully awakened people and the rest of us when offering its gifts. So those who are still working on things, you know, working on themselves, working on the path like us, doing their best in the world, struggling maybe, maybe really having a, a lot of, uh, of uh, happiness and success in their lives, maybe experiencing both the sorrows and the joys of life, they can resort to us also. They can derive support and comfort from our practice. So I thought today we might um, practice kind of like being those trees. <laughs> Um, connecting with the beautiful qualities inside of us, the fruits of our practice, and then letting them be offered to, to others, outward to others. So I'd like us to touch into each one of the Brahma Viharas um, during this meditation. So first connecting them within, our, with, with them within ourselves and then sharing them with others. So we'll go through, we'll just touch into to Metta, to Karuna, to Mudita, and to upeka, to loving kindness, to compassion, to joy, and to equanimity. So, we can begin with that now. Just uh, beginning by establishing uh, an upright posture, alert and and still at ease. <clears throat> Perhaps doing a, a body scan, just beginning at the top of the head and letting any areas of tension soften as much as they can. Breathing into any tightness. And then as you exhale, breathing out some ease, some letting go, just as much as is possible for you. The forehead, the jaw, the throat, the back of the neck. Those are often areas where we habitually tense up, carry tension. Let's see if you can just let them go. Let them soften. 
upper shoulders. Maybe letting out a saw, even a saw. Ah. Letting go. If we have a nice upright uh, spine, the rest of the torso can can really just hang from it, like clothes on a coat hanger, kind of. And the breath can flow in and out easily. The an open chest and a soft belly. Let there be some ease. In the Indian yogic traditions, there's this uh, image of a a gift-bestowing tree. And great sages, um, perfected beings, are said to be examples of gift-bestowing trees, offering blessings to everyone they see, without exception. And this verse of the Buddhas suggests that we don't have to be great sages, um, that sincere practitioners can also benefit others in the same way, can share our gifts, and let them benefit from the qualities that we have developed that we've cultivated. There's this uh, saying, you know, uh, in Spanish that uh, that arose in Mexico, mi casa es su casa. My house is your house. What would it be like, you know, to make others feel so welcome in our presence that they feel like they're at home? We make them feel like they're at home. Or maybe we can share some of the qualities of our hearts in that way. So take a little time with uh, attending to the sensations of breathing, just very simply. Letting your attention ride the breath as it comes in and as it goes out. And as you continue to breathe really simply, just get in touch with your own good heart. You might put your hand on your chest if that's comfortable for you. That helps you connect with the heart qualities. And just bring to mind your own good intentions, your desire to open your heart to offer care and friendliness to yourself and to others. Appreciate that, you know, it's a good intention, it's a wise intention, it's wholesome. Just appreciate that for a little bit.
And now I invite you to begin offering metta to yourself. You can repeat phrases if you like, or simply radiate the feeling from your heart to yourself. I'll offer some phrases for those who don't have their own. May I be safe and protected from harm. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be strong and healthy. May I live my life with ease. And now I invite you to make your own metta, your metta for yourself, a, a refuge for others. May the metta in my heart be a support to you. May you find shelter in the metta in my heart. May the metta in my heart be a support to you. May you find shelter in it.
And now, if it feels right, I invite you to turn to compassion. Touch into that for a little bit. Offering compassion to yourself. May I be free of any suffering. May my pain and suffering be eased. You may not feel like you're suffering right now. And that's okay. And still touch into that place in the heart where compassion lives. and then making your compassion available to others. May you find shelter in the compassion in me. May you be comforted by the compassion in my heart. You can think of specific other people I'd like to offer that support to, or just allow it to be general, just radiating outward, providing a shady tree for others to rest under.
And now moving on to the the third Brahma Vihara, joy, sympathetic joy, empathetic joy, mudita. May I have joy in my heart. May my happiness and joy continue. May they increase and never wane. May I have joy in my heart. And now making this joy available to others. May my joy be your joy. You are welcome to share my joy.
You are welcome to share my joy. And now, moving on to the fourth Ramavihara, equanimity, upekka. First, for ourselves. May I live with balance and steadiness in the midst of life. May I accept the truth of how things are in a balanced way. May I live with balance and steadiness in the midst of everything.
and then again offering this calm and balanced state as a support to others maybe others who you're thinking of uh, specifically or maybe more broadly just whoever whoever comes in contact with you May you be steadied by the steadiness in me. May my acceptance of life's ups and downs be a support to you. May you be studied by the steadiness in me. Now, for the last uh, couple of minutes of the sit, just expanding outward to include all beings in our offering. May all beings benefit from our practice. May we become a refuge for all we come in contact with, without exception.
May all beings benefit from our practice. So, um, before we move on to the uh, the breakout groups, I uh, the last time I was here on Wednesday, two days ago, I I led us in a practice focusing on what I called ordinary goodness. Uh, the simple ways that we just express our, our kindness in, in daily life. And I asked uh, the group if you would be willing to um, pay attention in the, the days since, since Wednesday to the effect of the kinds of simple, you know, those kinds of simple, kind activities that we offer each other on your hearts and minds. And if anybody would like to, if anyone did that, and remember to do it, and would would like to share what that was like for them. Um, uh, I've just made a little time right now for that to happen uh, after the meditation. So, is there anyone who'd like to who'd like to share? Anyone who did anything in that along that line? You can raise your Zoom hand if uh, if uh, you did. Yeah, Neil. So. I had to drive like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes on the highway and nobody cut me off. They let me change lanes with my directional. You know, I always notice the opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, things were kind of okay. (laughs) That's nice. Do you think maybe that had, uh, there there was some effect of your general state maybe that was permeating people's... (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I was paying more attention to the uh, goodness. Ah, uh, great. That's lovely. That's delightful. Thank you, Neil. Claire. Thank you. I, I had a funny one. I think it was a plant from you, actually. <laughs> uh, there's a little store about three blocks from my apartment that I like to stop by from time to time, and they had told me they were open until 6 o'clock. So circumstances being what they were, uh, last Thursday, I think it was, I decided I was going to pick up some bread and meat there and, and have a light supper. And but I was going for a bike ride first, so I decided I'd take the bike, take it into the store, pick up the stuff, I brought something to carry it, etc. So I get to the door of the store, anyway, they were closed. Uh-huh. And they, there were people there that they were wanting in. And I got, I wasn't too gracious. I wasn't really nasty, but I wasn't too happy because they told me they were open until six. Uh Anyway, I backed off because I was trying to be a good girl. And lo and behold, there was this elderly man behind me, not that I'm young, 
but behind me, and I had my bike, right? I never ride on the sidewalk. And he pulled back and he said, why don't you go ahead? You look so great. Or something to that effect. <laughs> Here I was in my cycle clothes. So I managed to make it all the way down the sidewalk without feeling too strange that I was riding on the sidewalk. But he was so kind to me. He gave me all these big compliments and it sort of washed out completely all the negative stuff I'd been going through. That's delightful. As I said, it was like a plant from the screw. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's delightful, isn't it? I mean, and the, yeah, the effect that something so simple like that can have on us is, you know, we can receive it, we can pass it on. It's You're yeah, just so kind. It's yeah. delightful. Thanks, Claire. So. And Jerry. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, it did seem like a plan to add to Claire's uh, uh, comments because I was. Uh, uh, I was busy going off to yoga. I decided I wasn't going to drive, and but there was a huge uh, uh, Hindu festival um, near the temple that's uh, not far from my house, and so they were quite uh, uh, involved in the uh, having a meal and as a, and on the sidewalk. But I purposely did try to engaged with uh, getting eye contact and then smiling at the few people that did. So uh, they were obviously uh, of religious feast and eating food around it, but and didn't notice me particularly, but that didn't stop me from trying. So that was the plan. Uh, <laughs> a couple of people looked and I smiled. So uh, <laughs> more than they would have done. Perfect. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for trying it out anyway, you know. And Harold? Hugh? Oh, yes, thank you, Shelley. Yeah, when I uh, was out for a walk today, there's an old dog that I sometimes see. She's a therapy dog. Her name is Gracie. And I sat down on a bench in a park where Gracie was, and Gracie walked over to me and put her chin on my knee <laughs> and invited me to pet her, <laughs> and I, I did, and I petted her for about five minutes Well, she walked away. <laughs> was lovely. That's delightful. Gracie was very kind to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. That's just, that's... It's uh, yeah. So, the power of that, I think, you know, it's not to be uh, not to be ignored, really. Yeah. I think we need to move on because uh, I want us to have time for uh, for our breakout groups and uh, um, I, and Neil, I think, put the, into the chat that um, uh, you know we have some. Uh, etiquette gu- guidelines for uh, for these breakout rooms that we really want people to pay attention to. So they're they're going to be in the chat, and we're talking about them this week. And I think Neil's also put in the chat the uh, the link for the um, the Google group that um, that you can be part of if you'd like to. That's that's for this sangha, the happy hour sangha. And um, so the so 
in the breakout groups, I'm just going to go over the uh, the the bare outline of of what's in the etiquette uh, handout. The first thing is that to remember that it's a it is a practice that what we, when we move into the breakout groups, it's a continuation of it is a kind of mindfulness exercise to be to speak mindfully and to listen mindfully when we're in uh, a group with other people. And then to stay on topic, I will offer a topic for you to talk about, and please address that. Don't um, just get into, you know, kind of social chit-chat and that kind of thing. Avoid crosstalk. That is, you know, don't interrupt when someone else is speaking and don't uh, don't offer advice. Don't uh, ask questions and uh, uh, things like that. Just stick to your own um, what what you're sharing yourself and then listening uh, mindfully to others. And then uh, take turns and be brief. And I'll ask you again, like I did on Wednesday, to, to go in a spiral fashion so each person can say their name the first time and then um, share one thing in response to the, the prompts that I'll give you. And then um, as you've, after you've gone around the whole group, and there'll be, I think, three of you in each group, then you can go around again in the same way and say one brief thing and then move on to the next person. And be mindful of what's going on inside you as you speak and as you listen. You know, you might have some reactivity to what people are saying. You might feel really enthusiastic and want to, oh, yeah, me too. But just be aware of that without without moving into crosstalk. Just that's part of our mindfulness, obviously. And remember, it's not, it's, we're not offering group therapy in these groups. These are groups for sharing our, our, uh, our reflections on the prompt that I'll, that I'll offer. They're not, they're not for, uh, for um, offering support um, in that way, in that therapeutic way. And everything that we, that we say is confidential to be held within the group, not even to bring to the, um, to the big group. I mean, you can bring your own shares to the big group, but not not somebody else's. So with those uh, guidelines in place, I'll, uh, I'll create some groups. And um, the prompt that I'd like to give you, the, what, I'm, what I'd like to ask is kind of two, it's in two parts. The first is, um, what, which of the Brahma Viharas is the easiest for you to cultivate for yourself? Not for other people, but for yourself. And then, which of them is easiest for you to offer to others? Might be the same one, might be different. And just to, you know, get that into your mind and just kind of, you know, let, let it percolate a little bit. And, uh, and so, let me create some rooms here. There are 22 people. I'm going to make seven rooms. And we'll have 10 minutes total, including the, you know, the last 60 seconds that you get after you get the notice. So here you go. Have a good uh, discussion. It was, it was that clear what I'm asking you to do? Okay, great.